What is going on, beautiful people of the world? My name is Garrett Wolf, and I am the host of the number one podcast for people who are trying to go from saggy flabs to six-pack abs. I've built my body over the last eight years, and in the last three years, I've helped hundreds of online clients shred unwanted fat and embody the best version of themselves. Now, let's jump right into today's show. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Alpha Movement Podcast. This is the number one show for people who are trying to go from saggy flabs to six-pack abs, all without giving up the most enjoyable aspects of their life. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the three most common training methodologies, all right? You guys already know the deal. If at any point during this episode you enjoy what I have to say or you think what I have to say is valuable, then please screenshot my face. Share it to your Instagram stories, tag me at underscore Garrett Wolf, and I will reshare it to my story and send you a free gift. Other than that, guys, we're talking about three of the most common training methodologies because it's been dropped, it's been brought to my attention that not everyone in my audience is a fitness expert, right? In quotes, or a fitness person at all. Some people who come into my environment are very new to the fitness community. They're very new to all this information. And I'm, I'm sort of kind of, I'm, I'm too close to the trees to see the forest, right? I'm kind of clouded by my own, by my own vision, by my own knowledge, because I thought everybody watched Jeff Nippard on, on YouTube, right? But it's been brought to my attention. Not everybody watches Jeff Nippard. Not everybody knows about these training modalities. And I've been studying this whole training spiel for the past, you know, six to eight years of my life. So it's been brought to my attention that I might be doing some things that not a lot of people understand. And I've been onboarding a few clients recently into my new free case study and a lot of them are having trouble with just the basic knowledge of fitness so i thought today i'd talk about the three most common training modalities for you guys just to let you know what are the three most common training modalities what are the most common kind of workout plans people are running what are the most common ways of training and that's what we're going to dive right into Today, I'm going to give you guys the pros and cons. I'm going to give you a list of the people that it might be good for, the people that it might be bad for, the reasons why you should do it, maybe some of the reasons why you shouldn't do it. And that's what we're going to get into today. So maybe by the end of this podcast, you can decide what type of training plan or training split, as they call it sometimes, is going to be the best one for you. All right, guys? And I'll get into how you can kind of decide that in a second here. So the first most common way of training or the first most common training modality, if you will, is called a push-pull legs split. So this is talking about kind of your push muscles, which is going to be mainly your chest, your triceps, your pull muscles, which are going to be basically all of your back muscles, your posterior chain, which means the, the chain of muscles behind you. So your back muscles, your hamstrings, your glutes, um, those are the pole muscles, right? Your biceps as well. Those are a pole muscle. Your upper traps, basically everything on the back. Then your hamstrings, your glutes, not your calves. Your calves are actually a push, a push muscle if you think about it, right? You're doing calf raises. You're pushing against the calves, right, to go up and down. But then when you're when you're pulling using your hamstring, it's coming in towards you, right? You're pulling something towards you. That's how you can kind of figure out what these exercises mean so push pull and then legs split your legs can be your legs can be separated though excuse me into push muscles and pull muscles your push muscles are your quads and your calves your pull muscles are your hamstrings and your glutes right so there are different kind of you can do a lower body pull you can do an upper body pull you can do an upper body push and you can do a lower body push but most people push it up into a push pull legs split approach so they either do one of two things right 
they either do push pull legs rest push pull legs rest push pull legs rest push pull legs rest and they keep doing that for for all of eternity right or the more common way people do it is push pull legs push pull legs rest push pull legs push pull legs rest so they train six times a week and that's how people typically do it so they either train five to six times for a week and that's one of the pros that I have here on my list. One of the pros is if you like training, you get to train five to six times per week. Another pro is that it's great at stimulating muscle growth via hypertrophy. So obviously hypertrophy, if you guys don't know what it means, it means you're stimulating muscle growth through adaptation. So you're honestly, you're training five to six times a week. You can see how the frequency would stimulate growth through hypertrophy. There's a few other ways to do it. Hypertrophy is more or less frequency of muscle training and muscle growth. But then there's other ways to produce hypertrophy, which is like, um, you know, muscle tension. And then there's also how much weight you're actually physically lifting. So for hypertrophy in this context, the weight um, doesn't really matter too, too much, but we're focusing on hypertrophy through frequency. So we're going to be hitting the gym five to six times per week. So the pros would be, it's good for someone who likes training, right? It's good for someone who likes to be in the gym. It's good for people who love to train and for people who have a lot of time to train. All right. Because obviously you're going to be in the gym five to six times per week. You're going to be training a whole lot. So some of the cons that come along with the push pull legs type approach is you can easily overtrain, especially if intensity is not modulated properly. If intensity isn't regulated or kind of tracked, I guess, properly, you can easily overtrain. I struggle with this for a long time. I still struggle with this when I do a push pull legs training split. I overtrain all the time because I'm a really intense motherfucker. I like to hit the gym with intensity, with intention. I hit it super hard. I mainly train to failure on like every single exercise, which is not good. Don't take my advice on that. Don't train to failure for every exercise. You need to modulate intensity, especially if you're going for muscle growth, muscle stimulus through hypertrophy. All right. So this is something you need to really pay attention to. So you can easily overtrain. Another con is there's not much room for recovery. Obviously, you're training five to six times per week. So there's going to be minimal recovery. Again, so if intensity isn't modulated properly, you're going to be sore every single workout, which kind of sucks. Honestly, it's not very fun to hit squats two times per week when you're still sore from the first workout that you hit that week. Really, it's not that fun at all. Or it's not fun to do deadlifts when you train hamstrings two days prior and they're still incredibly sore. And now you have to pick up like something incredibly heavy. Heavy, right so this is something that needs to be modulated and regulated when you're on a push pull leg split another con is it's not the best for strength because again if you're training heavy five to six times per week you're not really going to be able to progressive overload too too much you will be able to a little bit you'll be able to add you know two and a half pounds there five pounds there seven and a half pounds there but at the end of the day it is not the best training program for strength specifically it might be a better one for hypertrophy for muscle growth but it's not the best for strength and strength is a modality of hypertrophy so you have to kind of weigh the balance scale right which one do you want more do you want to be a strength athlete do you want to be really really strong or do you want to be really really big do you value hypertrophy or strength all right so that's that's some of the pros that's some of the cons for a push pull legs training split the second most common training split in the bodybuilding community at least is an upper lower split. This is one of my favorites. The upper lower split is one of my favorites because it sort of mixes the best of both worlds when it comes to strength, when it comes to hypertrophy, when it comes to modulating intensity, when it comes to muscle recovery. 
Um, an upper-lower split is really, really somewhat of the best of both worlds, but I'll tell you a little bit about it here. Some of the pros, you get to train three to five times per week, and you can, you can change it depending on who you are. It can be three, it can be four, it can be five. When it comes to a push-pull-leg split, you have to train five to six, right? Because it's either push-pull-legs, rest, push-pull-legs, rest, push-pull-legs, rest, or push-pull-legs, push-pull-legs, rest, push-pull-legs, push-pull-legs, rest, right? So it's five to six times per week training. But for upper lower, there are many different ways to go about it. You can do upper lower rest, upper lower rest, upper lower rest, rest, right? So then you train three to four to five times a week, right? Depending on how you do it. Or you can do upper lower, upper lower rest, upper lower, upper lower rest, right? There's many, many ways to do it depending on who you are. So it's incredibly flexible. This is why I really love the upper lower split approach. So it's great for mixing muscle building stimulus and recovery. It's really, really good at mixing some of the best of both worlds from all types of training aspects and getting you a good muscle building stimulus, good muscle recovery because there's room for you to rest. You don't have to go right back into it. The problem with the push-pull legs thing is if you need to rest, you're going to miss an entire muscle group of training. But when it comes to upper-lower, if you miss a day, you can just throw it back in the day after. But you can't do that with the push-pull leg split because you're always going to be missing one muscle group. But for upper-lower, you're mixing these muscle groups together, right? You got chest and back, which is push and pull. So you can do upper, hitting chest and back, everything on your upper. And then you can do a full lower body day too. So say you miss an upper day, that's fine. You can just push it back one more day. You do an upper day um, that next day and it's fine. Then you move on to the lower day. But you can't do that with a push-pull leg split. You would have to mix the two together and then you're just ruining all your programming. You're completely ruining the point of being on a push-pull leg split. So that's a really big pro when it comes to an upper-lower split. It's Another good pro, guys, is it's great for beginners. It's really, really user-friendly because, like I said, there's a lot of room for failure. You can miss a day here and really fix it without really messing up the program. Unlike the push-pull-leg split, you can kind of you know, modulate intensity fairly well because it's upper lower. You're not going to be too sore because again, you can mix that recovery in and really get a good muscle building stimulus via strength and hypertrophy, not just hypertrophy, right? Some of the people that it might be good for are people who are overweight right? Because if you're overweight, odds are you're trying to lose weight. So you're going to be in a calorie deficit, then you're going to be um, needing to modulate intensity really hard. So a push pull leg split is not going to be advantageous for someone trying to lose weight. A push pull leg split is for someone who's trying to gain muscle right via hypertrophy. But if you're overweight, you're not going to be going for gaining muscle, you're going to be trying to lose fat. So you're going to be in a calorie deficit, meaning you would rather be in an upper lower split rather than the push pull leg split. So it's great for people trying to lose weight. Um, it's like I said, people who want the best of both worlds. It's really good for people who are kind of beginners. They're kind of newbies. They don't know a whole lot about the gym. And they're trying to just be on a good program that has room for error where you can modulate intensity and really focus on just dialing in your progress and getting consistent at going to the gym. So it's really good for beginners and it's really, really user friendly. Some of the cons though, it's not perfect. I'm really hyping it up here, but it's not, it's not the perfect training program. And here are some of the cons. It's not the best for strength, right? When it comes to strength, I'm going to be talking about that in the third modality of training, but it's not the greatest for strength, right? It's, uh, it's good for strength and it's good for hypertrophy. It sort of mixes in the best of both worlds. You might get 80% of the strength gains that you would get on this third type of program that I'm going to reveal to you in a second, but you'll be able to hit 80% hypertrophy and 80% strength gains. So you have to weigh the scales. Again, do you want to be a strength focused only athlete or do you want to be a strength and hypertrophy focused athlete someone that likes to build muscle and also get strong at the same time another con 
is you can still be sore if intensity isn't modulated. I'm talking about how you can modulate it correctly and it's a lot easier because there's room for error. But that doesn't mean that you're not gonna be sore throughout some workouts because if you think about it, if you do an upper lower upper lower rest type of approach, then you only get one day in between that upper right lower and then upper again, you only get one day of rest. So you need to really modulate intensity and make sure that you're not destroying yourself going balls to the walls in the gym and getting incredibly sore. But Again, there are ways to kind of combat this. There's room for error because you can do an upper lower and then rest. And then you can do an upper lower and then rest, rest. Again, if you wanted to, a double rest day, it's not the worst thing in the world. You can definitely do that. So you really have to weigh the pros and the cons and figure out what might work best for you. So the third type of training, the best type of training for strength adaptation is a full body split. This is something that power lifters do. This is something that strength athletes do, something that the strong men do, right? The, the people that throw boulders over their back and lift up cinder blocks and put them up onto pillars, right? This is how they train, the full body training split. This is where you do basically a three times a week training plan. So it's good for people who don't like to go to the gym that much. It's good for people who don't have a lot of time. And it's good for people who are just focused on getting stronger. And how it would look is like Monday, full body. Tuesday, rest. Wednesday, full body. Thursday, rest. Friday, full body. Saturday, rest. Sunday, rest. So you're only training really three times per week. You could up it to four. I, I never see that though. Nobody ever really does that. So it's a mainly three times per week with four days of rest. So it's great for people who love recovery. It's great for people who want to maximize strength output. And it's great for people who care more about strength than they do about building muscle through hypertrophy. All right. So those are the pros. Those are the people that it's good for. But some of the cons of a full body workout approach is it's not the best for muscle hypertrophy, right? It's not the greatest at getting you big. It's not the greatest at building size. This is why the strong men, right? The, the power lifters, they're not as big as the bodybuilders because the bodybuilders, they just do push, pull legs all day long, push, pull legs, push, pull legs, push, pull legs. So they're just going for muscle hypertrophy. They're just trying to build muscle. So it's not the greatest for hypertrophy. It does simulate hypertrophy via, you know, tons and tons of weight, right? Because you're getting stronger, but it's not the best if you're trying to build a muscular physique. It's better for strength, not the best for muscle size, all right? Another con is um, the workouts are incredibly tiring. You may only be working out three times per week, but the workouts are incredibly tiring because you're hitting your full body. You're hitting your entire body head to toe, and it's going to be incredibly tiring because you're going to be doing a lot of full body lifts. You're still going to be doing full body lifts, going for strength again. So you're going to be pulling some heavy stuff. You're going to be lifting heavy weight, and it's going to be incredibly tiring and taxing on your body when you are actually hitting the physical workouts. But then again, you get four days of rest and only three days of training. So you have to kind of, you know, weigh the options on the seesaw. Are you someone that wants to hit the gym super hard when you do? And then, you know, bask in your glory at home when you're allowed to rest? Or are you someone who wants to hit a little bit lighter, maybe do a push pull legs approach and, you know, modulate intensity correctly and then hit the gym five to six times per week. Another con is the risk for injury may increase because again, you're hitting the workout super hard. You're destroying your body from head to toe. So the risk for injury goes up because you're going to be lifting heavier weights. You're going to be training less, which gives you less time to focus on form. And you're going to be lifting heavier, more full body weights, more full body workouts than you would be doing on a push pull leg split. For example, on a push pull leg split, you might hit six full body movements during the whole thing because you're going to hit one a day more or less. But during a um, full body approach, 
you're going to be hitting like 12 or 15 full body lifts because your main workout plan, your main structure is going to be full body lifts. So the risk for injury may increase if you're a beginner. So it's not the best for beginners. Um, and it's really only good for experienced lifters who are going for strength over hypertrophy and who don't want to be in the gym six times per week and who like to maximize their recovery. All right, guys. So that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Those are the three main modalities of training. I hope you guys got some value. I hope you learned something new. If you did get value, then please screenshot my face, share it to your Instagram stories, tag me at underscore Garrett Wolf, and I will reshare it to my story and send you a free gift. Other than that, guys, it has been your boy Garrett Wolf. I am out of here and I will see you all in the next podcast episode. Peace, peace. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hopefully you got some value. If you did get value and you want to learn a little bit more about how you can go from saggy flabs to six pack abs, just head over to my Instagram at underscore Garrett Wolf. DM me the word six pack and I'll reach out to you and see if I can help. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in today and I will see you all in the next podcast episode. Peace, peace.